coming off the top of the cage it is the top of the cage podcast i am bill joined always by justin juice cannon justin we got another one yeah that was that was it was it's a fun interview i can't wait for um, our listeners to listen to it coming up next to brian malonis uh one half of the bounces of ring honor the best pure wrestler pound for pound in the universe uh the kingpin it was blast we could have went on for an hour at least longer uh it, it it's a great interview i can't wait for you all to hear it. agreed brian is good fucking dude I mean, the stories that you guys are about to hear and just the career this guy has had, the people he's been able to share the ring with, and just his general wisdom about everything, too, is, is really impressive. So, Justin, unless you have anything else more to say about Brian, I say let's just get into this interview. Uh, one last thing. Uh, teaser. Uh, I love that Brian's, one of his favorite current tag teams is my favorite current tag team, Sant- Santana and Ortiz of AEW. Uh, I marked out when he said it. <laughs> I, uh, I, was, I was marking out just interviewing him, man. He's, he's great. That's it. That's all I have to say. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Brian Milonis. From Manchester, New Hampshire, three-time chaotic wrestling heavyweight champion, two-time chaotic wrestling New England champion, five-time chaotic wrestling tag team champion, one half of the bouncers of Ring of Honor, the best pure wrestler pound for pound on the planet, nah, the universe, the kingpin, Brian Malonis, is our guest this week, and we are psyched. What is going on? Thanks for, thanks for having me. That's quite the introduction. I didn't even know, uh, I didn't even know I was a five-time tag team champion. I knew I'd had it a few times, but that's, uh, I didn't know it was that many, so it's quite uh, quite the feat. <laughs> I mean, it might be wrong. It's what the internet says. Usually, before we start, I ask to make sure the stuff is correct. But oh uh, man, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, I think it does like have a, a record of who you had followed with. I'm sure it does. I, you know, I mean, boy, it's been a long time. I mean, I'm coming up on 20 years here, so and uh, a good a good portion of the first, you know. 13, 14 of those years were spent uh, in chaotic wrestling predominantly. So that's a long, that's a long time and a lot of stuff to remember. So one of the questions that I wanted to ask you right away, I mean, on top of your whole great intro, you have some of the coolest nicknames in wrestling, in my opinion. How do you get the nickname Kingpin? Yeah, you know, what's funny is uh, I think once the Marvel movie started, I sort of got into comic book movies. But really before that, I was never a comic book kid. I was never like, you know, you know, you watch, I remember watching like Batman movies as a kid and stuff like that, but it never was my deal. So the owner, the old owner of Chaotic, Jamie, uh, was a big, um, big comic book fan. And uh, he thought I just had a lot of similarities to the, to the, you know, the villain, the Marvel villain, uh, Kingpin. And I thought it sounded really cool. And that's kind of like just the, just the crux of it. I mean, you know, he was, you know, big, strong, you know, imposing badass. And I like to think of myself the same, the same way. So I think it's just, it just fit and it just worked. It is perfect. You carry yourself like Kingpin, especially uh, <laughs> beyond in chaotic days. Uh, this uh, intimidating vid man that's going to beat the show you and 
We'll have to swing yeah. vote on you and finish you off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the ironic thing is, like, the swing vote has, like, nothing to do with even the kingpin. That's from the, uh, when I did, like, the uh, political campaign stuff. And that was the first time. I mean, one thing I'm still horrible at is, and I know you, I, I probably should be better at it, is, like, naming naming my moves. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just horrible at it. So uh, I, I named, uh, I actually stole the, uh, this will be the first time I ever, this is exclusive for you guys. I've never admitted this uh, fully, but uh, my brother used to wrestle for uh, for a little bit and I completely stole uh, the finisher he was using and I and I dubbed it the swing boat. So uh, <laughs> the, fi- finally giving my brother his due after all these years. Well, that leads us to one of our questions we were going to ask you. So, uh, you know, you've been in tag teams with guys like AC Romero, obviously Beer City Bruiser, and even your brother too. What is it like wrestling tag team rather than a solo match? Yeah, I mean, so it's tough because there's a lot of, I mean, just from a match standpoint, there's a lot of extra people in there uh, that you have to account for. But when you're when you're on your own, you really is, you really are on your own. You know, you're determining, you know, the you know, everything you want to portray, everything you want to do. Uh, we're in a tag team. It really has to be a collaborative effort. You both have to be contributing. You both have to be thinking about things. You both have to be, you know, bringing something to the table and then making sure you're not overshadowing each other then and that it really is about the team. So I, I think, you know, from that standpoint, it's uh, you, you got to learn how to be uh, not selfish in a, in a business and in an industry where kind of being selfish is, is, sometimes what gets you what gets you far so uh it's it's different just i mean match it match wise it's harder you know you just got a lot of you know there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen when it comes to a comes to a tag match i mean i know you, you probably love all your appreciate all your tag team partners but which tag team do you think had the best chemistry is the most you've had the most fun being part of i mean without a doubt it's the bouncers you know me and bruiser just had a just had a really easy chemistry from the start. And that kind of started off as, you know, wrestling each other. We were opponents for a, uh, a TV taping. Uh, it wasn't, it was ironically in Lowell mass. And uh, somebody saw the easy chemistry we had together in the ring there as opponents uh, and thought we'd be a, you know, a really good tag team. And usually it, things aren't that easy at tag team wrestling. It takes a while to click. It takes a long time. And for me and Bruiser, we were, we're only working ring of honor together. You know, he lives out in Wisconsin. I live in New Hampshire. So we weren't getting a lot of bookings together because quite frankly, you know, when it comes to independent wrestling, not a lot of places are going to have the budget to fly both of us in. Uh, So really it was, you know, just that ring of honor, but we had such easy chemistry, such a, we just were very like-minded in the way we think, the way we put things together, the things that we do in the ring that it just, it was so easy and natural really early on too, like very quickly. I, I don't think I, I've clicked with, you know, any partner that I've ever had as quickly as I did with, with uh, Bruiser. You know, I, I think back a lot of the tag teams I've been in over the years were kind of thrown together. Me and my brother, you know, he's my brother, but we just have very different philosophies on wrestling. Me and Ace probably never were quite on the, uh, on the same page. Um, you know, I think of some of the other random partners I've had a- along the line that just, you know, we never had that, that chemistry that me and Bruiser have. How do you create chemistry, especially with Bruiser that you had to make, make it so quickly? Like, what do you do outside of the ring to make it inside the ring, whichever way possible? Yeah, outside of the ring, it's, you, you gotta, you gotta be spending time together. You gotta be, um, whether it's just, you know, just talking, communicating, 
getting to know one each other on <laughs> one each other or each other on a personal level. The the real chemistry though needs to be developed in the ring. And that just comes with ring time. You got to have matches together or training or whatever you're doing. Uh, you just got to get the, you know, the more you wrestle together, the better it's going to be. Cause then you start to really understand. He knows what I'm going to do. I know what he's going to do. I know what he's thinking. He knows what I'm thinking. And that, and that only can be developed through, through being in the ring and getting in these situations together and, and realizing it. That's, that's really the only way there's no, there's no real substitute for that whatsoever. And that, and that probably plays a role with, some of the other teams I've been in, they were so short-lived or just kind of thrown together. It never really, it never really materialized. I think the, you know, before Bruiser, the longest probably tag team partner I had was like literally my initial stint in chaotic wrestling back in like 2002, 2003, somewhere in that neighborhood was with a, with a guy named, uh, you know, Pete Malloy. I mean, that was probably my longest tag team partner up until the bruiser i mean predominantly i've been i've been single so it just it just takes time to develop so going back to the, the bruiser you guys used to be the beer city bruisers now you're the bouncers what name do you like more oh we were never the beer city bruisers he was in a tag team called the was, Bruce was bruisers. it a faction though like it was the three of you right was well there was me it was yeah team. it was me it was me silas young and, and bruiser but um you know he's always been the beer city bruiser yeah. Um, we, we didn't really have a faction name, but I, I mean, we never, you know, we, I don't think we ever fully clicked the three of us as a faction and just never really got off the ground. Uh, I much prefer the bouncers. I like the bouncers. That's what we developed and came up with. It fit, you know, pretty, pretty quickly. It was one of those things where like, we're trying to come up with a name. We're trying to come up with a name. And, and then, you know, that was one of the early on names where like, nah, we can do better than that. And then we just came back like, no, that's perfect. That is absolutely perfect it's so simple and 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 easy and it's so funny we've evolved and changed so much since that initial but it still it still fits you know it still fits to this day uh you talked about uh, most of your time is a, as a solo wrestler. Right now, you're kind of going back to that in Ring Honor with your hopes to be a pure champion. A lot of people aren't that don't watch Ring Honor aren't really familiar with um, the pure wrestling rules and the pure championship. Can you just talk about it? Say the rules, goal, goals in the division, just a little bit about the pure division and the pure championship. Yeah, I mean the, the pure rules. The pure division has you know unique unique set of rules. You know it has you're limited on your rope breaks. You get three per match. You can you can uh, you're not supposed to do any you know any closed fist strikes to the face. You get one. That's a warning. After that's a disqualification. No outside interference. If somebody out interferes from the outside, they get fired. They lose their job. They're they are fired from Ring of Honor uh, if they if they interfere in your match. So it's it, I think what the crux of the pure division is, is really at the heart of what uh, old school uh, professional wrestling was. And that was about the action, about the athleticism. It's about the in the ring. It's not so much about all the other stuff that kind of goes along with it. Uh, and the way I sort of look at it is this, like, you know, I look at that pure division and ring of honor and, and ring of honor in general has always been about the, the smaller guys, the junior heavyweights, you know, the little guys in pro wrestling. And uh, I'm a firm believer in pro wrestling has always been a big man's game. It always has been and always will be. So these guys in the pure division who, you know, don't stack up physically to me, they thought they found the cheat code. They thought they found the way to, you know, unlock their success in pro wrestling. And I'm here as a, 
as a big man to say, well, no, it's still a big man's game. The difference is I can do everything they can do. They can't do everything I can do. And that's where the big difference for me in the pure division comes. And for me, it's, it's becoming the pure champion. I want to be the Ring of Honor pure champion. I want to be the biggest pure champion in history. I want to be the biggest champion, period, uh, in Ring of Honor history. Uh, that means a lot to me. And, and, you know, for me to be, you know, have the opportunity to be in this division, something that nobody thought of, nobody thought I could be there. And if I'm going to be honest with you, I'm not sure how many of the pure wrestlers there really want me in that division. You know, uh, I, I don't think they do. I don't think I'm real welcome uh, in that division, uh, you know, from the guys that are in it. So, you know, I guess that's just too damn bad because I'm here and I'm making noise and let's take it as far as we can take it. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the last big man that was the pure champion was like Samoa Joe. <laughs> yeah, you know, Samoa Joe. And I, you know, I, I got Samoa Joe by at least 150 pounds, so. I'll say you're taller, you're taller, you're bigger, uh, you're meaner. meaner. Being meaner than a destroyer says a lot. <laughs> hey, nothing against Samoa Joe, but, you know, he's uh, he's protected in WWE. I'm the one in, in Ring of Honor and his old stomping grounds. And, you know, if I have my druthers, I'll, I'll eclipse anything he's ever done there. Yeah, and uh, going after the pure championship, that would be quite uh accolade. That's something that you can boast on forever because you think about the guys who's held it, like uh, – uh, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, Joe, Nigel McGuinness. It's uh, quite the list. It's so exciting that it brought back, um, when it got brought back in 2020, what was what was Ring Honor's roster's like reaction to it? How excited were they? Yeah, I mean, you know, for a lot of guys, they're really excited. For me, I never envisioned being in it. You know, I was like, oh, that's cool. That's cool for these guys. But then, you know, I, I got the opportunity to wrestle in a pure rules match and it just kind of hit me like, I can do this. I can hang with these guys. The Greshams, the Woods, the LSGs, the, you know, the, the world famous CBs, the, you know, Deliriouses of the world. I can hang with these guys. I can hang with anybody in the world. So for me, it's, you know, you want to do pure wrestling. You want to, you know, you want to, you want to do this. You want to put constraints around those rules. Well, for me, people forget, you know, people don't really, maybe they don't even forget. Maybe they don't even realize, like, that's how I was trained. You know, I had to do everything the little guys had to do. I didn't get free passes on anything in my wrestling training. My trainer pushed me hard. He pushed me to the limit. Um, and I had to do everything. I had to learn how to wrestle. I had to learn how to, how to do every single thing that these little guys had to do. And I don't think a lot of guys my size are trained that way. I think a lot of them are very much trained to be big powerhouses. But no, I learned how to be a professional wrestler first. And then I learned how to use my size. And for me, that just made me a more, a more well-rounded performer. It made me a more well-rounded wrestler. And, and it's, it's, why, it's who, why I am who I am today. I, I owe a lot of credit to uh, you know, my training and, and how it prepared me. But a lot of, again, a lot of people don't, you know, people are watching my, you know, the first pure division match I had. And, and you know, Mike Bennett, you know, sort of came up to me and was like, man, these guys are like going crazy. And I'm like, and, and, and Mike was telling the rest of them, like, he knows how to wrestle. He knows how to do this. Like, and nobody kind of really realized that because I did, I'd never shown that side. I never had a reason to show that side in Ring of Honor. You know, so now I'm, for me now coming back, I'm excited to show that side of me. I'm excited to show that, again, whether it's Jay Lethal, whether it's John Gresham, whether it's Tracy Williams, Rhett Titus, any of these pure wrestlers, I can, I can hang with every single one of them. Hoping you come for that title, uh and Josh Woods and take it at the, is it final battles next pay-per-view? It is. Yeah. I mean, we'll see, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I'm not, I will say this. I'm not in any rush. You know, I'm, I'm going to have a good time with this. You know, it's not a, 
It's not a race to the finish line. I'm, ha- I'm having fun being in these matches, not trouble. Clearly, I'm not having trouble if you've watched them. Uh, I'm having fun being in this match. I'm having fun being in this division. Um, I don't know if it'll happen for final battle this year, but uh, sooner rather than later, whether it's, you know, whether it's Josh Woods, he's got a big title defense coming up against LSG or, or whoever it is in that division. When I, when I want that championship, when I want that pure championship, that pure championship will be mine. Those are some big words. And we love to see it from you, big man. <laughs> I mean, who's, who's going to stop me? That's the way I look at it. Who's going to stop me? You know, I, I, like to, stop you? I like to say it a lot. I, I'm a guy who likes to run my mouth and uh, I've been flapping my gums for, 20 years in pro wrestling and, and ain't nobody shut me up yet. So I think I'm doing all right. So I know we were just talking about how nobody can stop you, but besides yourself, do you have an opinion on who you think is the best all around wrestler within ring of honor right now? Man. I mean, there's, there's so many, there's so many great wrestlers there. When I think about, you know, guys like Matt Taven or, or I mentioned him a couple of times, Gresham, you know, Bandito is, is, you know, the world champion. He's unbelievable. But for, for me, um, you know, the guy is the heart and soul of our locker room. He's the heart and soul of our company. Um, that's Jay Lethal. Like Jay Lethal's the man. Jay Lethal is, is a guy who can legitimately make a claim to to being the best professional wrestler in the world. I've teamed with him. I've been in like multi-man tag matches with him. I've never had the uh, you know, the chance to lock horns with them one-on-one. Hopefully that'll come sooner rather than later. But uh for me, you know, Lethal's in a class by himself and uh he's too humble of a guy probably to ever to ever say something like that, man, when I think of what he means to us, uh, you know, in the locker room as our general, as our leader, uh, as I, and I look to him as, uh, you know, as a performer as well, like there's just, to me, there's nobody, there's nobody better. You can't argue with that. I mean, Jay is a, he is a legend. He's, un, he's underrated. He never gets enough credit. And when he does, it's, it's not for long enough. Uh, I remember back in TNA, he had a lot of great matches. I remember that. Nigel, he mixed up with Kurt Angle. Um, then he's had great ones in Ring of Honor, too, like so many classics. I remember when the pandemic came, I watched a lot of the Ring of Honor classics. And um, his name appears so often. And the Briscoes, <laughs> too, uh, that are also currently on the roster. Like, those are the names that you frequently see in the classic matches. And among names like Nigel McGuinness and Brian Danielson, it's just crazy. He is, he yeah, deserves to be in that same caliber as those guys. Yeah, and I, I couldn't agree more. And it's and the you mentioned the Briscoes too. And to me, those are other guys. Like there are times in this business where, and I look, I think anybody who's in this business, anybody who's out there, you got to have a little bit of an ego. And whether you're in a place like Ring of Honor or a place like Chaotic Wrestling. Um, or even a place like WWE or AEW, you have to believe you belong. Because if you don't, you don't belong there. So I, I fully believe I belong in Ring of Honor. I fully believe I am one of the best professional wrestlers in the world today. But when you get into the ring with a guy like Jay Lethal or guys like the Briscoes or a guy like Matt Taven you know, or a guy like John Gresham, you just realize you're in there with guys that are like, these guys are on a different level. These guys are like, you know, me and Bruce are mixed up with the the Briscoes a number of times. And uh, it's just a special feeling to be in there with them. Cause you're like, man, these guys are just, are just special, you know, and there's nothing wrong with admitting that there's nothing wrong with saying like, man, these guys are just special. Uh, and, and to be in a place like Ring of Honor, there, there's a lot of that. Ring of Honor prides itself on being the, you know, the best professional wrestling on the planet. And, and maybe I'm a little biased, but you'd have a hard time convincing me, you know, convincing me otherwise. Maybe we don't have the uh, the reach that, 
you know, a couple of the other big companies have, but you know, anybody who watches our product, anybody who watches our company, uh, anybody who watches our television program, you can't honestly tell me that it's not, uh, you know, some of the best programming and some of the best wrestling that you're, that you're going to see. Talked about Jay, uh, Gresham's incredible. Uh, like he's the first, he's, he's the guy that they trusted ring on or trusted to give the ring on our pure, well, give him the shot to win the ring on our pure championship when it came back last year. And for it's well deserved. And the Briscoes we talked about. Um, the women's division is great with Mandy, Ler, and so many others. It's just a, it is a stacked roster. And EC3 and Bennett there now. It's just so, so much talent on talent. Yeah, and it's it's a. I mean, which is tough, which is which is awesome, and it's tough too because there's only so much TV time to go around. So you're, you know, you're competing with some of these guys. I mean, there's just, I mean, guys you haven't even mentioned yet: Brody King, Shane Taylor, just an unbelievable roster of of talent. People don't even uh, realize it sometimes. I, I don't think, and it's it's a real special place. And then when you look at, you know, the funny thing is this explosion of you know the strong style wrestling and. Um, this style of wrestling that is now so popular on the indies, so popular in a place like AEW, like, like that's ring of honor, man. Like the ring of honor was the one to bring that to the United States. And, you know, the early two things was like 2003 ish around there, you know, they were the innovators. They were the ones that did it. So, you know, the importance and impact of ring of honor and the history of pro wrestling is, is just so, you know, so damn important and it doesn't get enough credit, but uh, you know, that's what each of all, each and every one of us that are there strive for every single day. You know, we work our asses off every show, every match, every TV taping uh, to show the world that there's nobody that's going to, that's going to outwork us. There's nobody that's going to put on a better product than us. So ring of honor, they, they were known for having super cards with New Japan. And now we live in the time of the forbidden door. Do you think Ring Honor is going to get <laughs> into that action soon? Or is there certain people you'd like to face in the forbidden door and impact or AW or what have you? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think I think they already have. You know, the um, the Briscoe showed up at GCW fairly recently. You know, uh, I think you're seeing more Ring of Honor talent get out there and work some of the um, some of the indies, like in the bigger companies. Like I, I don't know what that looks like, but. Uh, yeah, I mean there are guys, there are guys out there. I, I would I would love to wrestle. I mean, how could you not want to wrestle? You know, we, you know, me, Bruiser, and Silas Young had a chance to work Cody and the Bucks, but you know, as a tag team, Green Bruiser, like how could you not want to face the Young Bucks? You know, how could you not want to step in the ring with those guys? I mean, on a big scale, like I look at a guy like Roman Reigns, I, how could you not want to get in the ring with a guy like that? You know what I mean? Like there's, yeah, you know, all, all the dream match stuff. It's the, it's the to me, it's the guys that are. The, the most casual fan could look at it and go, yeah, I bet he'd want to wrestle that guy. He's like, yeah, of course I'd want to wrestle. I'd want to wrestle Kenny Omega. I'd want her, you know, I'd want to wrestle, you know, I mean, Brian Cage is a guy I would love to, uh, uh, I would love to step in the ring with, you know, uh, I think he, he's, he's absolutely phenomenal. One of my favorites. Uh, MJF is so damn good. You know, I mean, guys that I, I've had the chance to work with a different, you know, with Ace Romero as my partner, but uh you know, Santana and Ortiz, like those, those guys, you want to talk about underrated talent. Holy smokes. Like, like those guys are so damn good. Like they don't, and, and they got a great platform and man, like, I still think they're underutilized. I think, you know, they are, they are among the best tag teams I, I've ever seen. Oh yeah. We've put them over pretty heavy on the podcast before. We, we are big fans of them for sure. Yeah. They're, they're unbelievable. They're just, there's so much talent out there and, you know, I, I look at the, the, the pro wrestling landscape and what these other companies are doing, and it's just, yeah, it's crazy. It's just crazy how much talent is 
uh, is out there. And and how much, you know, you still see, you know, CM Punk is back now. And, you know, you get all these different things going on. And, you know, Minoru Suzuki is here doing, uh, you know, this tour in the United States. Like, what the hell is even going on? Like, it's crazy. What a time to be a wrestling fan. It really is a crazy time. And uh, I just, it was just, my face lit up. I know the listeners can't see me, but my face lit up when you brought up Santana Ortiz. Because uh, Billy, no, I mean, me and Billy put him over, but. I remember we said our favorite tag teams like currently. I said they're my favorite tag team currently. Uh, and you're right. They're under underutilized. I can't wait until they win the AW uh, tag team titles. They're just oh, – I mean, and I – they were like uh, – they were guys when I was in Beyond. Uh, every time they – every time their match was on, I would make it a point to go watch their match. Like they, they were just – you know, that damn good that I, as a, as somebody in the business in the locker room with them, that I wanted to go watch their match every time they were in the ring, uh, you know, when they were EYFBO, you know, and you can, you know, look up what that stands for, but they were, they were just so good that me and Ace had a chance to, you know, to wrestle them and, and just, uh, just from a fan standpoint, like, you know, again, these are guys when they were, when they were in the ring, uh, you know, I stopped whatever I was doing to make sure I wouldn't watch their match and not for any other purpose other than they're just damn good. And I enjoyed watching them and had that much respect for them as, you know, as, as performers, like they are, they're unbelievable. What are some matches that you were most proud of that uh, fans can uh, look and find in a, get more familiar with Malonis? I mean, it's changed, you know, it's probably, it's probably changed over the years. I mean, you know, me and the, me and the Bruiser have had a couple encounters with the Briscoes, you know, we wrestled them in uh, Lowell Mass, a show called Mass Hysteria, uh, probably, I don't even know, 2018 or 2019. Now, all these last few years melt together, by the way, especially with 2020 and 2021, but, you know, wrestling in, in Lowell Mass, you know, place where I've had my most career matches and wrestling for the world championships in front of my family, in front of my friends. Like that was that was uh, that was real special. You know, another match uh, the year before in, in Lowell, we were there. It's you know, it was uh, me, Bruiser, and Silas versus Evil, Sonata, and and uh, Naito. Uh, that was that was that was pretty unbelievable. I mean, I know I know it's a I know it's a battle royal. I know it's a on a rumble, but to be in Madison Square Garden, to be in the ring, you know, with uh, the likes of Minoru Suzuki and, and Jushin Thunder Liger. Um, to be in there and do stuff with them like that was uh, that was pretty damn special too, you know. From an you know, independent standpoint, actually, just funny. I actually, just like tweeted about it, and I, I don't even know. I don't even know where you can find this match. I don't know if Chaotic puts the matches up or not, but um, I put my career on the line against uh, Ivar, good old Ivar, the former handsome Johnny Warbeard Hansen, uh, in a career versus control match. That was, that's one of my favorite matches still to this day. You know, it's funny. We've had so many damn me and you know me and old handsome Johnny have had so many damn good matches together over the years. Wrestled him so many times. I could probably wrestle for another twenty years and never wrestle one person as much as I've been in the ring with him. But I'm sure there's a number of matches over the years. You know that me and him have been in together that are that are real good. And you know those those are the ones that really you know really really stand out to me. You know it's funny from a single standpoint in Ring of Honor. I've only ever I've only had three singles matches. Uh, in the last like four years in Ring of Honor, and two of them have happened in the last like six months. So I've been pretty much a, a tag team wrestler in Ring of Honor since I've, you know, since I've gotten there. So I mean, the other, I mean, the other one that really stands out to me is me, Bruiser, and Silas versus you know Cody and the Young Bucks, the the Bullet Club. 
this is this match took place like six days before all in you know we main evented the ecw arena that that one that, that one holds you know pretty special special place with me just a really really unbelievable um opportunity i mean on paper my first ever pay-per-view match death before dishonor 2019 me and the bruiser versus uh vincent and silas young in a barroom brawl so lots lots of good stuff there if you, if, if, uh, you know fans out there who have honor club or you can just go to the ring of honor youtube page search my name you'll be able to find stuff uh but those are the ones that really really stick out to me and we we watch plenty of tape getting ready for this interview and specifically the Christian Casanova and the uh, John Silver matches, you know, those, those are two guys, oh. again, two guys that are yeah. getting their due right now. And, you know, it, man, it's so Christian interesting. Is, Christian, I, I texted him the other day and I was like, man, they are strapping the rocket to your ass. And he's just, you know, he's a kid who um, I had a pretty serious conversation with him one time. And I was like, man, this is a couple of years ago. And I'm not saying like, I'm like the catalyst for his success. And I, I didn't train Christian or anything. I just was a guy who was a, around him in the locker room. And I just saw this real talented kid who I just said, you will go as far as you want to go. And you will go as far as you work. You know, like for him, it was just, Christian was a guy who I thought like the only person holding you back right now is you. And once he really just got focused, man, he just couldn't be stopped and he's not going to be stopped. He is just, uh, it's just such a good, a good, you know, a good person, good human being, hard worker, just unstoppable he is he is unstoppable he, he's gonna go as as far as he wants to go in wwe just like i told him when he was on the indies you're gonna go as far as you want to go john silver that was a fun match but john silver's just a fun a fun guy entertaining guy i, I always enjoyed being around john johnny hungy and uh <laughs> the meat man hello too. don't miss <laughs> so you mentioned wwe and you have actually had a little brush with WWE fame in a 2007 chaotic show. <laughs> yeah. What was it like having Mr. McMahon raise your hand in an indie ring? I mean, you can see from the picture of it, the this video a picture, my mouth was like hanging down by my, down by my knees. Cause it was, it was unexpected. Like I didn't know that was happening. You know, just I see somebody get in the ring and it, it turns out that I'm thinking it's a fan or something. And it's Vince McMahon. So it was wild to turn around and you almost feel like you're in some sort of like weird fever dream at that point. You know, but then like afterwards, I'm putting the pieces together and it it definitely made sense. You know, um, you know, John Cena was there as the ref and he really meticulously put the pieces together of the finish of our match. And, and now it makes sense as to why he did that, because he knew Vince was, was coming, obviously. But uh, it was wild. It's, it's one of those stories. Like, if, if you haven't seen the video and you don't know the story, it's one of those things where, like, you think I'm lying. You think I'm making it up. And, and I'm not even sure I believe it half the time. But it's, um, you know, it's something like there's guys who I've never met in pro wrestling who I've been told by mutual, by mutual associates, like, oh, my God, this – like, do you have the DVD of this? This guy wants to see this match. This guy wants to see it. This guy wants to see it. So, uh, which I do have the DVD, uh, which my wife lost. So I'll, I'll get it someday. I think it's it's something where, you know, I wish more people could see it, but because of contractual type stuff, um, you know, Chaotic can never really release the footage or anything. So maybe someday I'll do like a contest online and do like a private uh, screening of it or something. Um, but it was it was pretty wild. I, I mean, I think of all the cool things I've gotten to do in this business. But you know, you know, 
look, I think it's the cool thing now to to shit all over Vince McMahon and to talk talk ill of him. And I think it's just the in vogue trendy thing. But I don't know. It's pretty goddamn cool to have been in the ring with with Vince McMahon and John Cena, who's like John Cena. People don't even realize how like nice of a human being that guy is. But uh, to, yeah, to be in the ring with Vince, like having never, I mean, having never been in the WWE, like, you know, I, I did, I was a druid one time and that's the most I've ever, I've ever done for them. And to have been in a ring with Vince McMahon and to have my hand raised by him and this and that, like, I mean, who else can say that? Who else can say that? And that's pretty damn cool. That's wrestling royalty. <laughs> that, that's <true. laughs> yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, the, the business isn't what, what it is today without Vince McMahon. Again, I think it's this really in vogue, trendy thing and you know maybe he's uh yeah i mean he's a cutthroat businessman i think there's the, the the history of that is well documented but i just think it's this you know i just think it's this in vogue thing but you can't tell me there's not a wrestling fan there's not a wrestler that wouldn't be like in awe of having the opportunity to to be in the ring with him and i i can say that i mean the funny thing is is uh like a week later maybe it was like a couple weeks later i was booked for uh, as an extra for TV in Boston. And I just thought, you know what? I have an in to talk to Vince McMahon. So I'm going to take it. Just kind of waiting around. at the end. There's like at, at the at the Boston Garden there, there's one hallway that everybody has to take from the backstage area to get out of the building. Uh, and so I knew like, okay, he hasn't left yet. I'm going to just camp out in this hallway until I see Vince leave. And then, you know, sure as shit, here comes Vince. So I, I just stop him and I say, uh, hey, Mr. McMahon, of course, he's looking at me like, who the hell is this guy, you know, trying to talk to me? And I go, hey, I don't know if you remember me. Uh, we were in the ring together, you know, a couple of weeks ago. We did that indie show. Like, uh, you know, I, I just want to say thank you. Just that meant a lot to me. And he just kind of looks at me like cocks his head and goes, oh, well, you're welcome. And, and I'm sure it wasn't as exaggerated as the Mr. McMahon TV walk. But in my mind, that's how he strutted off. And that's, I mean, I'm sure he just walked, he just walked normal. But in my mind, he did the, the Vince McMahon strut down the hall away from me as my dreams of him <laughs> signing me on the spot uh, died, you know? <laughs> yeah, when I pictured that, I just, I'll just forever picture this exaggerated arms flailing walk. <laughs> I mean, it really was, I mean, he really did do like that. Like he cocked his head and kind of looked at me. And you could tell, I mean, obviously he remembered it. It was like a week before that. Oh, well, you're welcome. He just probably wasn't expecting to see me, you know, a week later and have him like in having me talk to him about it. So it was it was definitely funny, a funny interaction. I, I will say this, like I've had that interaction with Mr. McMahon. I've had the interaction on the show. And then I can't tell you like, a number of times where he like will come up to the extras and like, hey, thanks for being here. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being here. You know, and just always, you know. Uh, so, again, it's I, I don't know him intimately. I don't know the intimate details of how he interacts with other talents or some of the criticism he gets, but um, the interactions I've had have been positive. So, you know, that's the way I judge people. I mean, that's really the only way you can. Yeah. I might have a different view if I'd worked there for six, eight, 10 years, whatever. And yeah, you know, I may have a completely different point of view. I probably, I probably would, but from my interactions, like I'm, I feel very fortunate to have, uh, to have had that opportunity to be in the ring with Vince McMahon. Like how many people can actually, can actually say that, you know? Not many at all. Even people that work for WWE, a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, I did the I did the one of the open for like the uh, 
the major brothers, you know, wrestling figure podcast there. And that's kind of what I said to those guys. I, I mentioned they'd ever gotten their hands raised by Vince McMahon because I have, I thought it was a funny little, there's two guys who have, you know, had long storied careers in WWE and probably never been in the ring with Vince. And here I am some, some schlub who's been on the Indies for most of his career. And, and I've been in the ring with him and the WWE champion. They're probably jealous cool. too. Cause they're, they're <laughs> I mean, I don't know about that. Their bank accounts are probably a little bit better than mine, so I'm sure they're all right. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) We've had fun having you on, but we have one final question. This question, it's a a two-parter, depending on how you answer part one. If you could wrestle any wrestler from any time, there's no restrictions, who would it be and what kind of match? It can be, uh, it doesn't have to be one-on-one, too. It can be like triple threat, whatever you want. There's no rules on this. Yeah, I mean, you know, for me, it's, uh, you know, and this is strictly just based on a wrestling, the wrestling thing, kind of how I grew up, I'd be Hulk Hogan. I mean, Hulk Hogan's the reason I got in this business. Um, as a kid, uh, he was the guy that I just, I adored, I idolized, um, you know, before the day and age of internet and finding out, you know, maybe what people are really like, you know, when there's uh, behind closed doors. Uh, when I was a kid growing up, though, um, to see Hulk Hogan, I was just mesmerized by him. Uh, I was definitely a Hulkamaniac. I was completely captured by Hulkamania and, and all that. So, you know, to me, you want to give you, you know, if you can give me a time machine as part of this, too, like plot me down and in like 1986, 87, 88, somewhere in there and let me uh, let me be the monster of the month. Let me do the let me go do the loop with Hulk Hogan. You know, that's, that's, that would be, uh, you know, that would be my dream. Give me, give me, let plop. I, I don't want Hulk Hogan to come to this era. I want to go and be plopped in 1986 and uh, go do the house show loop with, uh, with the Hulkster for one turn, you know, and make like 10 grand a night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you also get that. If you go back then, you get that uh, great commentary team too. Oh, uh, I mean, that's my era, guys. That's my jam, that era. That's, you know, I think I just romanticized it because that's when I really fell in love with pro wrestling. And, and that's what shaped, really shaped what I what I love about pro wrestling. You know, for me, not that I don't enjoy, like, good physicality and good matchups and good athleticism, and good work. Um, but for me, it's, it's the larger-than-life aspects of it. You know, it's the, the storytelling. I think there's a, you know, there's a lot of, I don't know, it's weird. Some people have weird philosophies on, like, storytelling or, I think the thing I, I hear that I hate the most is like, you know, good versus bad doesn't sell anymore. And I, I just think that's bullshit. That does, that's just lazy. You know, I'm just going to, that's just lazy excuse to go out and do whatever the hell you want for any reason. Um, but, you know, I look at like, you know, what's the highest grossing like movie franchise right now? Well, it's Marvel. That is good versus bad. You know, what we view as good versus bad has shifted over the years, but good versus bad us with a story told well, still sells in entertainment wrestling is entertainment and uh you know i still think that's where the that's where the money's at in pro wrestling and um you know so for me that's that's always been what attracted me to it there are certain matches i I watch this day that still give me goosebumps and uh, a lot of them are 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 old school i mean for me today the guys that really resonate with me from a you know larger scale standpoint like you know brock lesnar like there's a guy who doesn't get his due like holy smokes like, and he's larger than life. Human beings like Brock Lesnar, you don't see walking down the street every day. And that to me, what, you know, is what a pro wrestler should be. And that doesn't always mean just physical stature. You know, there, there are guys who are, 
you know, 5'10", or whatever, 5'7", or 5'8", that carry themselves larger than life. I think it's all in, you know, who you are, your persona, your character, how you carry yourself. And I still think that's, uh, you know, I love, that's what I love about this business. Yeah, I mean, a guy with true star power, it doesn't matter how tall they are, they can they just gravitate your eyes. Like when I watched Mellow yeah. Swerve, they captured my eyes just as much as you and Barack do, because all four of you have it. It just commands attention. You want to watch them. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's you have you have it or you don't. You know, I think even Shawn Michaels, you know, is another guy who you know what's Shawn Michaels five ten, maybe six feet tall, was you know in his prime two hundred pounds. But you couldn't take your eyes off the guy. You can't tell me that guy's not larger than life. Now for uh, part two. Sure um, thing. This is it's the same question, but only current wrestlers. Ooh, current wrestlers only. Oh, and just because I, I, I've i mentioned him uh, here tonight, and uh, it's where I am Ring of Honor. So I'll give you what my dream, my dream program sort of would be in Ring of Honor. And that's with Jay Lethal. You know, I would love to be in a year long program and feud with Jay Lethal like that would, you know, wrestle him. I don't know, however many times, um, but that, that would be special. That would be something that would mean. Uh, that would mean a lot to me just because of how damn good he is and what he means to Ring of Honor. And, you know, if you're being put in that spot with a guy like that, uh, that means the company has a lot of faith in you. Uh, I'll say I'll say it's Jay Lethal. What would be some stipulations in some of these matches in that year long? Pure time? rules. We got to go pure rules, baby. We got to yeah. go pure rules. And then maybe, maybe, just maybe, I pull him outside of that comfort zone and, and we go to a fight without honor to close it all off. <laughs> Let's get crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I love it. <laughs> final, you know, final, final battle. You know, me, me versus Jay Lethal, fight without honor. I mean, that, come on, that sells itself. <laughs> it truly does. Two guys with just the star power going head to head. He may have, he may have slightly much more star power than I do at this point, but uh, yeah, Jay's Jay's the man. For, you know, both inside and outside the ring. You still have the hit factor, man. I remember we saw you in Haunting and Tuxbury a couple weeks ago. And um, it was the first time both saw you live. It's just like you, you, the second you came out, it wasn't just your size that gravitated all the eyes to you. It was just your presence, how you talked. It was, you do have it. You do have it, man. And I'm not just saying that because I'm not just kissing your ass because you're on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I enjoy going back to Chaotic and uh... – you know, to get that reception, I get such a nice reception. Every time I come back, uh, you know, people, the people give me such a nice hand and, and, it, and it makes me feel good because it makes me feel appreciated. And then the stuff that I did there meant something to somebody, you know, so that's, that's always pretty cool. And chaotic will always be a home for me. Uh, so, you know, I'd love to wrestle there a little more regularly, you know, even if, you know, if the opportunity presented itself, but uh, I come back as often as I can, as often as they'll have me. And uh, it always it always touches me to get that to get that reception for sure because uh, that's what we all crave to you know being appreciated and to to work with this newer generation of guys there to work with a kid like uh, Ricky Smokes oh boy there's another guy who has just a ton of potential so to get to work with that next generation and and sort of help them out and do whatever I can to to better them and you know uh, to further their careers uh, I'm always happy to do that too. Oh yeah. We love to hear that too. That's, it's so awesome. You're so willing to give back to the business too. Because, you know, Hey, you know what I mean? It's, it's one of those things where, you know, I've been doing this 20 years. I'm, you know, I'm a month away from 40, which I, you know, is mind blowing to me. Can't wrap my head around that quite yet. 
I, I know I'm on the back nine, not that I'm going anywhere anytime soon. I hope to wrestle for a long time to come, but kid like, you know, kid like Ricky, kid like, you know, Brad Cashew, these guys' careers are going to go on longer than, longer than I'm going to be around in, in the wrestling ring. So, you know, I want them, you know, I think, I think of Davey and her being the champ. I think that's, that's so damn cool and how hard she's busted her ass and, to see her just take another level and, you know, and really, and really finally have that confidence in herself. I think that's great. Uh, you know, Anthony green, who I think WWE just completely screwed up with uh, letting that guy go. There's a kid who just, whatever it is, he'll always figure it out. He'll have a job in wrestling for forever. Uh, you know, anything I can do to help that next generation out, just, you know, um, I'm happy to do it. And especially in chaotic, cause that's my home. It'll always be a place that's uh that's special to me. You know, it'll always be, I always want to see them be successful. And I think Chase does a, has done a great job there. And, you know, I don't know if he's ever been on your podcast or not, but it's funny where he we was, came from. He was actually yeah. our first guest. Me and Chase had the best, uh, the best start to our relationship. We weren't the best of friends. Um, but you know, that, that's really, you know, we've really developed such a tight bond over the years and, uh, you know, I'll always be there for him. And if he ever needs me, all he has to do is let me know and I'll be there. He's just, he's doing such a great job with that. And the, in the school, you know, I'm real proud. I'm real proud of what he's doing. And it makes me feel good to see the place that I love be in such good hands. And I, and I don't know if I blew his cover, by the way. I think, I think he is open about being the owner of Chaotic Wrestling now, but I'm not entirely sure. So if I blew his cover, then I'm sorry, Chase, but you're we, doing a great job. We did talk about it. I, I'm pretty sure <laughs> okay. we, we talked about him being co-owner and booker. Yeah. So I, I think, oh, we're, okay. I think you're okay. good. No need to use it as his introduction. So I hope so. <laughs> well, that's good. Then, Cause you know, he's doing a great job anyway. So I think, uh, you know, he should get that. He should get that recognition. And um, I'm, I'm glad he's uh, I'm glad how hard he works and how serious he's taking it because I know it's indie wrestling. I know it's, a, you know, but it, it's someplace that no matter where I go, no matter what I do, will always mean a lot to me. All right, Brian. Well, we just want to say thank you so much for taking your time tonight to join us and just shoot the shit about wrestling and your career. And Yeah, yeah, anytime. Uh, happy to do it, and, and good luck to you guys. And keep doing a good job. Keep putting that spotlight on, uh, you know, great places like Chaotic. And I think now more than ever, the, the indies are really the – uh, the heart and soul of, of professional wrestling. So just, uh, you know, appreciate what guys like you do and keep having fun doing that. I used to do a bit of podcasting myself back in the day. So, uh, you know, keep doing what you guys do. And I'm, I'm happy to, to come on anytime you guys need. Uh, so for Justin, uh, I am Bill. And again, thank you, Brian, so much for joining us tonight. All right. And we just want to say thank you again to Brian dude is just so fucking cool i mean he is so down to earth has just such great philosophies about wrestling so willing to give back to the young generation of talent there is right now that he's able to work with and i truly hope he gets that year-long program with jay lethal that would be some good wrestling yeah uh he he's awesome you said it, great fucking dude and uh, jay lethal is a legend and uh, that's something I want to see. Uh, Ring of Honor. I hope they hear this and they're just like, "Yep, let's do it." I mean, they're already giving, they're already pushing uh, Brian pretty far right now. He's one of the top, top ranked uh, pure wrestlers in the pure division right now. Uh, we want to see him be the pure champion, and we want to see him have his year-long uh, program with Jay Lethal. Uh, give it to us. Brian Malonis to the moon. We are Brian Malonis Marks now.
And if you want to follow the Kingpin on social media, you can find him on Instagram at Brian Malonis KP. You can find him on Twitter at Brian Malonis and you can search his name on Facebook to find him there. You can also find him on Pro Wrestle Tees, and you can also find him on brothersgator.com, where he has his own wrestle buddy, which I was really mad that I did not ask him about during the interview, because I think that's super fucking cool. We've said that all, all I guess so far, we want to have him back, and we will. We will, especially, especially Brian. Um, he was... A great interview. Um, great guy, great wrestler. Uh, it was it was awesome. It was awesome to have him on. Uh, I was, all our guests have been awesome. Uh, we've been very lucky lucky to have great interviews. Thank you, Davey. Thank you, Chase. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, thank you, Bobby. Thank you for the great interviews. We can't wait to have more. Yes, and we also have great people who follow us on social media. Juice, you want to let the people know where they can find us? On Twitter, it is capital T, capital O, capital T, capital C, underscore, capital P, O, D, T, O, T, C, underscore, pod. On Instagram, it's T, O, T, C, underscore, pod, all lowercase letters. Follow us, talk to us. We like to engage. We like to talk. Yeah, hit us up. Uh, follow us on both. And also, I actually want to shout out uh, one other medium. Um, I write for Wrestling News uh, World blog, and um, they actually asked me if I wanted to promote our podcast and their blog, and um, they've been great about retweeting our stuff. Uh, several of the writers retweet the stuff all the time and listen and um, letting us post on their blog. Thank you, Wrestling News World. Follow them on Twitter, WNW News. It's a great follow. They have great articles that covers from the indies they have one of the most knowledgeable indie knowledge writers that i'll ever you'll ever meet and they have guys who cover impact and wwna check them out at wrestling news world great follow too as we come crashing down to the mat we want to say thank you guys so much for joining us again on top of the cage and as always we will catch you next time